the mitzvah of Shabbos, in which we work six days and rest on the seventh, just like Hashem and Masa Bracious, suggests a very interesting comparison of imitation. We become creators like Hashem through our six days of work and achieve great things, Kiviyachal, just like Him, and therefore can bask in Menucha on the Shabbos just as He did. Because man is created in the image of Hashem. We aspire to great things, including the role of Creator the role of Bracious working six days and resting on seventh, of course calibrated down to the human level. We are achieving an hour life in our realm, but that is chashev, that is important, considered an act of Tzalem aspiring to the divine. This perspective opens up a very interesting possibility, and that is the promise to find direct connection between Hashem's various creations during the six days and the Lamatas Malachos, that somehow each of the 39 acts, which are forbidden on Shabbos, but rather performed during the six days of the week, directly correlate to something we see in my separatious. And perhaps the most telling and the most powerful illustration of this correlation is in the prohibition not to kindle fire on Shabbos. As our parsha begins, It is so clear that kindling fire is the human equivalent to Vayahiyar, Hashem's creation of light. That while man is not able to create light Ex nihilo yesh mayayin, something from nothing. That is something only Hashem can do, but we have a human corollary. We have human imitation through the act of combustion when we bring fire from pre-existing materials. But bottom line, we are able to bring them together as fire. So it's magnificent to see how the first creation of Hashem, Vayahiyar, has parallel in the Lama Tasmalachos Losavaroesh Bechomosh Vosechem Biyom Hashabas. And this creates an alignment that, likewise, as we follow the second, the third, all the other creations of Hashem, certainly we, will, we are able to draw these connection points. This understanding that kindling fire really sets up the Lama Tesmalachos, orients all the Lama Tesmalachos, that they are all acts of imitating Hashem's Bereshis, just as it is so clear in Eish, imitating Vayihiyar, might answer an age-old question, and which Chazal grapple with, and that is, why... Does the Torah in our parasha only spell out the prohibition against fire? This is the only one of the Lamatas Malachos which is specified precisely. The rest of the Lamatas Malachos have to be derived via Drash of Torah Shabal Why is this the only one mentioned? 
And there are halachic answers given, drashas on a level of halacha, lalav yatsasa, lachalak yatsasa. But what we want to understand is on a hashkafic level, on a conceptual level, why does the Torah specify specifically not making fire? Well, now we understand exactly why. Because the hashkafa of Shabbos, which is we are imitating Hashem during our six days and then resting on Shabbos, well, that is spelled out so clearly by tracing the first linkage point, the first connection between the first creation of Bracious and the Carl Vahiar and the Carlari in Los Savaroish. That is the first connection point the Torah spells out explicitly for us to get the spectrum going, the spectrum of parallel lines, seeing Hashem's creation on one line and the Lama Tes Malachos on the other lines, by spelling out the first correlation for us, in relationship to Vayichiyar, then Torah Shabbat can hand on the baton to Torah Shabbat to spell out the, all the other connection points as reflected in the other Lama Tes Malachos once the first connection has been drawn. This perspective, seeing the prohibition of kindling fire, really the act of kindling fire, as the human vayihiyar, becomes even more powerful in a well-known Gemara Psachim. The Gemara tells us that on the first Motzi Shabbos, Adam Harishin rubbed two sticks together and produced a fire. Here he had fire. And that was a special discovery of his Amotzei Shabbos, which is why every Motzei Shabbos is part of our Havdalah. We thank Hashem Bori Miori Haesh. Thank you for the gift of flame, which was discovered at this very time, Motzei Shabbos. Note the time when Adam discovered fire, specifically on Motzei Shabbos. Well, that time is also significant because Motzei Shabbos is Lel Yom Rishon, is the beginning of the first day. It is actually the beginning of the human week of creation, that while the first week of creation was Hashem's six days resting on the seventh, that first Motzei Shabbos was the first Yom Rishon of man, when now man is going to show six days of creation. So how appropriate that the week of man's creation began with the discovery of fire. Man was discovering fire on his Yom Rishon, just as Hashem had a week before created light on the divine Yom Rishon, how powerful it must have been to Adam. Not simply the discovery of fire itself, but for Adam to draw the connection. I am empowered to do great things now. Hashem has created the world last week, now he's pulled back, and now it is my week, it is my world, it is my opportunity to do great things. Which explains a further point, and that, that is why the bracha of Bori Miyora Ha'esh, the thanksgiving for having discuss, man having discovered fire on Motzei Shabbos, was, is ultimately not performed, or ideally not performed, as a bracha within itself, a self-contained bracha, but was included by the Chazal as part of the Havdalah ceremony, as part of the Halacha of Havdalah. 
What does Purim Yoreh have to do with Havdalah? Well, now we understand. What Havdalah is noting is Shabbos is over. Now it is a new week. Now it is a new week of Chol, a new week of behavior, activity, potential to do great things. Well, the promise of the new week, which Havdalah is ushering in, is represented by Adam's discovery of fire during this very time. And that Bore Maore Ha'esh impresses on all of us as well. We are starting a new week. A new week with all of its promise of accomplishment of great things when we are going to accomplish a Vayihiyar and then all the other creations of Hashem all within our own life on our own level. On one hand, this perspective of Tzalem al-Kim, man imbued with great gifts and great potential, is elevating. But we know just as well that man can abuse this great gift. Man can use technological achievement. Man can use all of his prowess to do horrible things, to be destructive, to be evil. One need think no further than the Nazi death machine with all of its technological brilliance, all used for the worst evil in the world. While this too, the possibility for man to abuse the Tselem Elohim, his creativity, his divine creativity, I believe is also reflected in this Borima Orehaesh motif, in this study about fire. Because the above cited Gemara, which teaches that Adam discovered fire in Motzei Shabbos, then goes on to speak of another activity of Adam. It says Adam grafted a horse with a donkey and thereby produced a mule, and that was his second Motzei Shabbos discovery. What is the significance of his second Motzei Shabbos discovery being a mule? Well, the mule represents the adulteration of the natural order. Hashem created a horse and a donkey, and when one grafts them and creates a new creature, they are actually destroying because the mule is unable to reproduce. So the mule represents the adulteration of divine creation. When man's discovery and man's power actually becomes destructive, not improving Hashem's creation, but undermining Hashem's creation and its magnificence. So here on this first Matzi Shabbos, when man is entering the new week, when there is the passing of baton from Hashem's creation in the first week, now it's the creation of man in the second week, man simultaneously saw both his potential as a divine creator, Tzalamel Kim, to do great things, to have his own vayahiyar by discovering fire, but he no less saw the horrible, his horrible, terrifying ability to be a destroyer, to abuse the great gift which he was given. So overall now, we can really embrace the mitzvah of Shabbos as we developed it, and particularly the Eish 
Malacha spelled out in our parasha, as a glorification of man. Tempered as we studied with a realistic realization that man can abuse his Salamolkim, but overall, we are going through the same process of creation, six days resting on the seventh as Hashem. But there's something to be considered here, and that is we human beings are very faulty beings. We make mistakes. Life is trial and error and then try again. Make a mistake and then fix it. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. And yet nonetheless, for all of our fitful struggle, the Torah is seeing our endeavor as beautiful. As Salam Elohim, a, pro- a Shabbos process of six days and resting on the seventh. Divine creation. That we must see even our struggled endeavor as something beautiful, as accomplishing great things. This too, I would like to suggest, is reflected by the Lama Tasmalachos on Shabbos when we reveal one final pattern. And that is, you will see how each of the categories of the Lama Tasmalachos all line up relating to the post-Chet Eitz Hadas, the aftermath of man's very first failure, the Eitz Hadas and Ganeidan. Let's have a look. Well, we know that the first sequence of Malachos are called Sidura Depas, the order of making bread, beginning with Hachoresh plowing, continuing with planting, reaping, and ultimately making bread out of grain. Now, the toil of developing grain and then bread is the very clause, the very curse which Adam receives after Chedetzadas. When he's told, by the sweat of your brow, you will consume bread. It will be hard to cultivate grain into bread. That is, this struggle, the struggle of these malachos, is a post-chet aberration. In fact, some of Farsham believe that pre-chet bread just grew from the ground, just as the Gemara teaches us at the end of days. Asidi Ilani Yisrael, the Malavavi, the trees in Eretz Yisrael at the end of days will grow pastries. Well, that's the way it was originally in Kanaitan. There was no toil to make grain into bread. So here we have in the first sequence of Malachas on Shabbos, for all the promise of Malacha as fruitful endeavor, it's the fruitful endeavor of a struggling man post Chedetz And then likewise, as we continue to the next sequence of Malachos, the next sequence of Malachos, beginning with Hagoze's shearing wool and Menapet's combing the wool and so forth, all relate to developing wood into clothing. And then there are other clothing malachos in terms of hide. Mafshet, skinning the animal and then developing the hide into viable clothing. So here we have 
clothing, Malachos. And clothing, too, has direct correlation to the post-Charetz Hadas world. Because, of course, it was only after Charetz Hadas that clothing was necessary. When nakedness in a human body and bodily functions took on a stigma for the very first time. And finally, when we move on to the last sequence of Malachos, Kosev, Mochek, Bona, Soser, the Malachos, which are derived from building the actual structure of the Mishkan, building actual beams, writing signals on them, and draping drapes over them. These are the malachos of building buildings, beginning with the building of the Mishkan. Now that too relates to the post-Charetzatas world because the Medrash tells us that Mishkan is an attempt to rebuild the utopia of Ganeiden. As the Pasuk says in Shira Shir Basi Legani, Hashem says, I'm coming back to my garden in Ganeiden. Originally, the Shechina was in Ganeiden. But then when Adam sinned with the Eitz Hadassah, and then man subsequently sinned, the Shechina left. And the Shechina can't be here anymore. Certainly not in the totality of the Bria. But there is one particular zone, one particular building where there is an attempt to bring the Shekhinah back, and that is the Mishkan. So the need for a Mishkan, i.e. a refuge from an otherwise tainted world, tainted by Charetz Hadas, as Chazal are understanding, is yet another example of Malachus on Shabbos actually relating to the post-Charetz Hadas world. So here we have a perfect pattern. It's almost uncanny in its alignment. How all the types of malachos, be it the sidura de pas, the malachos of making bread, be it the malachos of making clothing, whether from wool or from hide, or be it the building of a mishkan and similar buildings, are tasks which carry a certain stigma. They are all man's attempt to move forward from a failed world of Eitz Hadas. Well, this pattern, this revelation, I suggest is exactly the point. The greater message of Shabbos and the, and the seven days overall, that we work hard, B'Tselem Elohim, aspiring to divine greatness, is despite our foibles, despite our struggles, that even our challenge condition as human beings, it is somehow within that challenged condition that we achieve great things. That when we are in the muck, as we are pushing forward, somehow it is within that condition that we see the great, the great aspiration to the divine. May we all therefore merit to have true self-esteem, to truly value ourselves, to truly value our place in the world, despite struggles, and that includes personal struggles and personal issues which we all have. It is within all of those conditions that Hashem so values what we achieve and sees it as though on par with his, as reflected by the divine imitation we do through the six days and resting on Shabbos.